Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. And welcome, everybody. It's another week at Second Chance, a Moped Podcast. As some of you have seen, we've gotten to the apparel business. Yes, I got t-shirts out, and they are dumb. But actually, you guys don't think so, because they are flying off the shelves. I am still amazed. I am so grateful to everybody who listens and you know i try to put out a good product and you guys have been showing me that i do put out a good product because i have sold a lot of t-shirts in the last 24 hours i know everybody's like 24 hours it's been all a week remember i'm gonna re- i'm gonna let you guys peek behind the curtain i always record a week behind so you guys have given me a great birthday present because my birthday is gonna be on the day where ah, i screwed the math up myself my birthday is tomorrow, August 26th. So you are all welcome to send me shit. Email me at second chance a moped podcast, second number two chance a moped podcast at gmail.com. Um, and that lead, that's leads into our guest a little bit. Um, so I am that, I was always that kid asking why. You know, you, why, 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 why? Until he got the answer that solved the riddle. And that, kind of happened to me i had just some goofy stuff happening with my hobbits and nobody i couldn't get the answers i needed and then somebody through this that and the other thing suggested this guy named andy out of detroit and i never heard of him and i asked a few people you ever hear this andy guy no and i said screw it so i just i just start emailing him through my personal email account and we get going back and forth and he points me in the right directional here and there and it seemed pretty knowledgeable and then I said, yeah, if you ever heard of Second Chance Moped Podcast, you know, that's me. And he's like, yeah, I've heard of. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then, I don't know, probably a couple weeks later, we hadn't, we hadn't had a need or reason to correspond via email. And we're not friends on Facebook by any means at that point. I get this random email in Second Chance, a moped podcast at gmail.com. I'm dropping this a lot because I realize I never tell you guys the email address. So um, I think a few people are going to freaking bombard me with shit now, but whatever. I get this email from this guy named Andy, and I actually get a full name. And I'm like, Andy Thompson, Andy, who the hell is this? Like, and he goes on to tell me that, like, he think he would be a good candidate for the show. And I'm like, well, that's awesome. I, you know, I'm getting people who I, a lot of people I know, and like in time, we'll get them on, email me. I'm like, who? who the hell is this Andy Thompson? Because the other Andy, I only see a first name. And I'm like, well, why don't you tell me about yourself? And he gives this long stats. I'm like, God, who? oh, shit. It's the same Andy I've been talking to for about two months. So I felt like an idiot. Um, the guy who's been helping me with his knowledge, I made him fucking give me a resume for this damn podcast. So whatever. I'm a Joe. I, I found that kind of hilarious. And he was nice enough to come on. But why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself, good sir? Hey, I'm Andy Thompson. I'm living in Detroit. Started doing mopeds in Milwaukee um, probably about five years ago. So I'm a not an OG, but a good second or third wave kind of guy. And, you know, I'm loving it. I love the whole thing. And, yeah, I mean, like he said, I do love hobbits. And, uh we can get into it today so it'll yeah. be fun and andy is lit and everybody knows my secret by now we go we go deep into the game 
Um, so I'm going to ask you, man, when is your first memory, not necessarily getting on your first oh. memory of a moped and not a scooter, even though scooter people, we love you here as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, forget scooters. Oh. <laughs> it's got to have pedals, man. It's gotta have. <laughs> but um, I've actually had three first memories with mopeds and I'll kind of explain, like I was mm -hmm. introduced to mopeds three times. And the first time was when I was a kid growing up, you know, five years old, my parents had an AMF Roadmaster, the friction driven oh, rear I engine. Boat. Yes, yes. Um, never ran, just sat in our boathouse. And I remember my brother was in high school and, you know, I was probably 10 years old and him and his friend thought, man, let's get this thing running. And so they tore it all apart <laughs> and it sat and parts got lost. Because, of course they did. You know, how long ago would this have been? This would have been just right around 2000. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, even to this day, try finding parts for a Roadmaster. Not oh, a no. good one. <laughs> not yeah, the They're non-existent. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, that was the first experience. I never thought anything of it. And then... You want me to go through all three, or yeah, dude? Like, I got a question for you because I'm I'm yeah. a I'm a Minnesota guy, so I'm a late guy. Now, is this boathouse? Is this the old school one that you pulled the boat up onto the shore and went into well, the... on a track? Yep. Yeah, awesome. Dude. So I was... had... Those are totally illegal now, and you can no longer put those in in the state but if of Minnesota. They're there, yeah. If they're pre-existing, <laughs> we had that set up at our lake house growing up. So, right on, my guy. Well, I'm thinking you and I probably lived pretty close to each other growing up because I was born in the Twin Cities, grew up in Wisconsin right across the border. So I'm so sorry for that disability in your life. No, oh, I, yeah. I'm messing with you. Man. Well, luckily I don't care about any team sports, so it doesn't affect me at all. No, <laughs> so, some of my best friends are from Wisconsin, and I give them a hard time because they always – all of them moved to Minnesota, and they feel – and I, I – about like you when it comes to sports but they have to remind me about the packers i'm like why did you move here again and then they kind of oh. shut up so dude i don't <laughs> right. I, I might as well be a minnesotan if i would literally grew up on the river dividing the two so awesome awesome <laughs> so let's hear, let's hear about all three memories then yeah, of your... yeah, yeah so um second one was my Good friend that I met just out of high school, Lee Pinkerton. I think you might know him, but um, the name sounds were, familiar. He's a Peugeot guy, hardcore Peugeot guy, and uh, mm. we were. I was right out of high school. He was just graduating high school, and his grandpa gave him a Peugeot 103 that he used to take to EAA to go see the airplanes and whatever, mm -hmm. and. Uh, Man, for years, we were just, we would always joke it with him about it because, you know, I did the crotch rocket thing, I did the ruckus thing, and this 103 was just like a weird little hobby. Um, but he just always kept going on it and, you know, eventually got a Pliny kit for it and he picked up a second 103 and it was just always something around. And mm -hmm. it was like, I didn't think of anything, but it didn't hook me. So have you gotten on a moped at this point though? Uh, no, actually, well, are you, 
the stage six one is that what you're talking about no no, no, no. <laughs> i'm wondering if you would uh we both know i know who lee is now i had to look him up um i'm wondering if you've gotten the smile yeah. ride yet oh the smile ride came third time that's why okay. i think i this is why i think in three times is charm mm -hmm. third time i lived in milwaukee for school and I was into tall bikes. I built tall bikes. Mm -hmm. Do you know what those are? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're banned in Minneapolis, but are yeah. they really? Um, That's crazy. Well, <laughs> so if if you hear me talk on this podcast, I have the perfect timing for foot and mouth. Yeah. Um, I, it's so bad. I can't even tell you. I'll tell That's you off good. the podcast, dude. Like I, I feel, I still feel bad for to this day what I said on the day I said it. Uh, it's typical like foot and mouth syndrome with me, but yeah, let's get on to you and your tall bikes. All in right. Milwaukee. Well, no worries. What man. school you were you going to in Milwaukee? Was it in, was so, it the engineering UW school? UW Milwaukee okay. for mechanical engineering. So you know, being in college, you're broke, and mm -hmm. I had picked up a Solex project, which I don't know if I want to count that as a as my moped because that was not my smile ride. But I just liked weird things, you know. The tall bikes led into that, and I fixed that up, rebuilt the whole engine, whatever, and then was riding that around doing twenty one, and <laughs> and then I started dating this girl, and then one day she's just on Craigslist, and she's like, "Look at this, a free spirit." And I was like, huh, that looks kind of cool. And then she's like, I'm going to buy it. <laughs> and I was like, okay, whatever, do what you want. And then this guy shows up with it in his Honda Element, Dustin from the Cranks. And awesome. uh, he drops it off. And she gets on it and rides it. And she's like, she's smiling. I was like, what the fuck is this thing? And then um, I ride it. And I was like, holy crap. And that was the moment. And so it couldn't have been like two weeks later, I scraped all the money I had together because, you know, I was broke in school. Now, let but, me ask you this. How much yeah. did your girlfriend pay for the bike? 400 And I think it was fair because it had the snowflakes. It had like the trim on the sides of the gas tank. It ran, probably did, did low 30. Did it have a title or did it not matter in Wisconsin uh, at that point? I don't think it did. You know how titles yeah. go. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I went over to this Dustin's guy's house, and I remember I rode a road bike over with a little kid's trailer, and I was going to take apart a bike at his house because I didn't have a car at the time. Mm -hmm. and I was like, I really want a Pinto. And, of course, him being the – if anyone's ever met him, he's a hustler – I showed up, he's like, well, why don't you get two Pintos? And I was like, well, I don't need two mopeds. I've never even, besides the Solex, I've never even owned a moped. He's like, this one's got, at the time, I didn't even know, but it had like a Proma K-Star and a PHBG 17. He's like, this one will run, and this one's got a good rebuild engine. And I was like, all right, how much for both of them? And he was like, 400 bucks. So I was like, I guess I'll do it. Yeah, yeah, your your girl just paid four hundred for one, and yeah, well, yeah. hers was dialed in and everything, and neither it's of these ran. So I uh, took um, took him home. He drove me home because obviously I wasn't going to haul him home on a road bike. <laughs> Come on, man, you're in an engineering school. Figure well, shit out. That's Come what on, I got now. An old trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I was I was ready and planning, but he had this Honda Element. He's like, I'll I'll give you a ride back. We can throw them all in this. I was like, okay. So it was like eight miles or something. But um, I'm disappointed in engineering right now. I, I know. know. I'm sorry. Well, <laughs> there will be more engineering later. Oh, I probably. <laughs> and then um, let's see. So you know, within a week, I got that one running with the K Star and. Yeah, her and I were like, all right, we're going to go around the city. And we went all around Milwaukee late at night. It was probably like an hour and a half, two-hour ride. And I don't know, like a, a decently tuned 70 setup with a Proma and a good carb. Like to this day, I'm like, that is a fun bike. That is a perfect bike to, mm -hmm. for anyone to just hop on and go. And so that was it, dude, doing low to mid-40s everything yeah. and of course going up a hill at the end of the ride bam piston just exploded oh, the wrist no. pin ripped through the piston definitely a hard seize oh. and uh that's how i learned how to rebuild an e50 <laughs> <laughs> it became quite a project <laughs> but yeah that was it man that was i was hooked and i haven't stopped since then that was amazing that night changed it all and i can't escape <laughs> yeah dude that's when mopeds wrecked your life that's yeah they wrecked it for <laughs> sure they definitely influenced it <laughs> that's that's rad um so you're you got this bike you're you sh you shanked it right away so yep. you're going to mechanic you're going to you're in engineering school you're yep. obviously at that point so you at least know how to how things mechanically work are you turning wrenches at this point at all because like i understand yeah. there's a difference between engineering school and somebody who's mechanical so like, yeah totally totally and there's a difference between a mechanical that does the books and a mechanical that can actually use their hands mm -hmm. there's a that is a very common thing um it's the difference between a good engineer and a bad engineer in my brain <laughs> but <laughs> that's beside the point um, yeah, so I grew up street racing since I was, I bought my first car when I was 13, grew up uni in the Twin Cities, did the mm -hmm. whole thing for years and years and worked in race shops. So I had been doing cars forever. Um, I'd never touched a two stroke, never owned a dirt bike. Mm -hmm. I had owned like a CBR 600 and built a ruckus, but nice. never, never done anything two stroke and yeah. uh obviously with the way my brain works i was like engine blew up now what and i was like time to read i mean moped army was the first big thing moped army and alex Grove from the cranks were who really got me started and were patient with me and i just read everything i could and of course first it was like okay we're going to pour it out the transfers on this and rebuild it. And then rebuild the whole powder coat, the engine stuffy crank, blah, blah, blah. And then didn't even run the engine. And then I was like, no, I, this just isn't going to make enough power. And then I ordered a Polini kit before I even started it. Awesome. And yeah, <laughs> but I just helped my friend this weekend with her Magnum and it's five years later and she has my K-Star kit now and it still runs. So my question is though, <laughs> on this, um, bike you had, you're, you, you're rebuilding everything. Are you still on factory tires? 
Oh, at the time, I was like, <laughs> of course you were. I, I want to order a Bellini kit, but I've got tires from 1981. Dude, if, hey, <laughs> my thoughts were there's a tube inside, and <sighs> if those sidewalls aren't falling apart, it's probably <laughs> good enough. <laughs> That's, oh, uh, yeah. I, 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 like I tell people, we've all been there. Yeah, I mean, I don't suggest that now any bike I buy, I never buy it running. And I'll always put new tires on. <laughs> <laughs> isn't so. that isn't that weird how we just automatically progress? We don't care necessarily. We do care, but like we automatically think, okay, what can I? I have to make this safe first. So let's get brake pads. Let's get tires. Let's get tubes. Like, and then we can attack the motor type of deal. At least that's why I'm always. Well, I at. mean, that's that's why I'm always looking at bike. Do. I gotta get safe. I gotta get it run running. I gotta get the lights working. Oh, a kid. I'm sorry, everyone. Like just <laughs> yeah, walk- I love cats, and like a black cat just walked in front of the screen. Now, if we see a second black cat, there's a glitch in the matrix. Yeah, or you have bad luck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. But yeah, no, I'm all about it now. It's always new shoes, always new tires, always new tubes, always convert to sealed now. I'll do cup and cones, you know, but it's like, it's just so easy to go to sealed, and you just pick up extra, so why not do it? Mm. Uh-huh. I was just teaching a guy how to pack bearings tonight, pack loose bearings tonight, because he was uh, he was at my place on a ride, and I just we had to do a few things, and I start I put his bike up on one of my stands, and I just grabbed the front wheel and had about an inch of play. I'm like, Ooh. you cannot ride this today. Like, yeah, right, <laughs> right. That's uh, a little hairy. And then he's asked me. <laughs> Oh, what, what do you mean? I, I, he goes, what would happen? I go, well, you're about 220, 230, and you're about 6'4". You would fucking eat it, buddy. Like, Yeah, was it a front wheel, too? Oh, of course it was. Yes. Yeah, of course. I've snapped an axle on a rear wheel going 50, and mm. I'll never run 11-millimeter axles again, but <laughs> I can just imagine I've never had a front wheel break on me and i don't want it to happen <laughs> no so dude. any bearing stuff any of that stuff no 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 do it right <laughs> it's totally funny because uh the podcast that's out this week right now yeah. derek from kfc is all about loose bearing he's like i can do yeah, it I heard that, actually yeah, i listened to that and you know he's got a point because if you don't make your spacer correct you'll wallow out your mag mm-hmm. or if your bearing goes out, then you got to get a new one. But the cups and cones, you can just adjust them in. And then they never really go bad. They can be pitted so bad. And it's like, dude, it's still good. Yeah, just throw some more grease in there. You're good. Exactly. Go. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So, you're good for 50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's that's what I was showing my buddy tonight. I was like, he's like, does, how's this look? And I wasn't paying attention because I had 15 things going on at once. And we're yeah. ready to tighten up the axle. I'm like, no, you don't have enough. So we took it all apart real quick. And I'm like, this is how you do it. I go, the grease will push out. Don't worry about it. Like, Oh, yeah. Just wipe it off. Yeah, Pack yeah. it deep and wipe it off and you're good to go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Make sure you have the right wrenches too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go go to that bicycle shop. Get that flat one. <laughs> yep. I think Park Tool has some good ones. Yeah. Oh. yeah. So let's get back to your, you know, I, I try, I'm trying to make this a little more of a, you know, free flowing thing with people. Yeah, Everybody's yeah. like saying I need less structure, but I love structure. Like I tell people, I watched VH1 behind the music too much. <laughs> I need a fucking timeline here, people. I mean, we can go by, we can go in time. That's fine. No, whatever, man. We'll just keep this going. Um, 
But like, so you got that motor, you got <laughs> Alex. Alex is a really nice guy. I've only had a little bit of experience with him. I've had a, you know, in Graham, um, Graham's, Graham and I are going to have a porting party one of these days from the cranks. <laughs> nice. Um, and Ryan and Nick, I mean, all the cranks love him to death. Yeah. Um, so you're, you're, you've got that, it's a free spirit, correct? I had a Pinto. Oh, yeah. Pinto. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, so, so you got that Pinto, you, you're porting, you're got the Polini kit. Um, are you going, are you keeping standard points on that? Or are you going HPI at this point or? I was working in a research lab at the time, like 10 hours a week. Mm-hmm. So I had a very small income. Come so on, every- you research fuckers! You make all the money, don't you? No, I'm fucking with you, man. Dude, I think I made. I think it was ten dollars an hour. It was yeah. like less than McDonald's. Oh, dude, I know, I know. Okay. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, but yeah, I did the HPI, and then of course, you know, I couldn't just build up a motor. I was like, this frame's got to come apart, and this mm-hmm. frame can't stay stock. So, of course, shock mounts get cut off, gets converted to a top tank with a Pinto tank, and then I mm. did a mono shock mm. with a cantilever M- suspension. Mono shock, that's cool. Yeah, uh, I knew some people in the Baja Club at the school, and they were really good at TIG welding, and they knew how to work chromoly tubing, and yeah. I was like, I pulled some strings for some favors and spent a few weekends in their shop, and it came out really good and uh i'm still now, is that, that on your facebook page yeah it's a black pinto now it's all powder coated um this this bike has been a project because now it's running brembo brakes and it's on indian star flakes and blah 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 that's Fucking the bike rad. where i started it it was my first real moped and I started it and I've never stopped tinkering with it. <laughs> so as soon as it runs, it always comes back apart. And I don't know, that's just something in my brain. That's like my, that's my, uh, like my Mona Lisa. That's yeah. the one I, you know, I can work it's on. It's your Sistine forever. Chapel. It's never over, dude. Yeah, it's exactly. And, but I mean, through that, I had that other Pinto that I got from uh, Dustin, and <laughs> that was fun. So that had a bone stock E50, and I was like, I'm going to get this one just so I can ride it to school. Mm-hmm. Well, it didn't stay bone stock, did it? No. No, of course not. <laughs> but that was a funny story about, you know, I took the engine all apart, rebuilt it, and I'm going to give Dustin a little dirt here, but. Uh, Two things super funny when I took it apart. One is between the cylinder and the case, there was a washer for some reason on just one of the studs. And I thought, oh, this is an alignment dowel. So everything lines up through the gasket or whatever. Because I never, you know, I'd never taken apart a moped engine before. And you see that shit on cars. Yeah. And the other thing was classic crank move. Take it off. Base gasket is a Blatt's beer box cut out. Ah. <laughs> and I was like, yep, this is, this is it. And that's how I learned about the Crank's Blatt's addiction, if you know <laughs> of that. But I've, a, I've heard a little bit of it. But, um, yeah, so that was their trademark. Rebuilt that engine stock. 
just, you know, with parts I had around, put it back together with red RTV that you'd use for like an oil pan or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, got it running, went around the block a couple times and didn't run anymore <laughs> because the gas just ate the RTV. And that's how I yes. learned about Moto Seal. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, how'd that, how'd that red go for you, bud? <laughs> uh, yeah, not good. And it had the washer in there. So there was a pretty good gap. <laughs> but that, that was, that was a speed, speed boost, bud. Speed boost. Yeah. Um, but that bike, <laughs> that bike, you know, I got it running through college and it had, I mean, of course I was like, this is going to be my easy bike. And of course that one got the K-Star and the Proma as I went to other stuff. And then I got a case inducted case from Pook Shop and a Gila kit <laughs> and straight cut gears and blah, blah, blah. And that became like a 65 mile an hour bike. And then I was like, this is boring. And Benji had treats at the time had just released this Gila dual carb intake. I don't know Hmm. if you ever saw this. This No, that was a bit before my time. Okay. Well, it was, it was kind of a goof. It's literally a Gila intake that you can put two bings on. And it's, (laughs) it was pretty much a, Hey, screw you guys. If you think you're a good tuner, try tuning this. Yeah, and that I sounds was, terrible. Like, oh, I, it was terrible. But I was like, well, I've got a case inducted E50, and I could put two more on the Gila. So I was oh, like, Jesus. I'm triple carving this thing. So I went I, down. I'm just that. shaking my head. This is not like a. This is not a mid 60s vet. You don't need three deuces on the thing. It's no, like, it oh. was a sickness of okay, I can tune a single speed. What can I do to challenge myself? I, I'm thinking that Jurassic Park scene. Everybody's like so excited that they could. They never ask if they should. Like. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what it was. It was it was a mess. And running two reblocks, three carbs, and three throttle cables, it was... <laughs> It was a deal, but it ran. I'm <laughs> sure it did. <laughs> quickly went back to single carb, but I had to try it. So, of course, that bike became a thing. But that would, became my ripper for a long time. That was just my good steady bike that, you know, it was great. Yeah. And then, and then I, I got into hot. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask you. Yeah, what's Why up? can't we leave stock bikes alone? Like, I, I oh, yeah, had, like... Like I've had two simple stock hobbits this summer. Yeah. Um, I sold one because like I, I sell bikes cheap. I don't make any money. Like I think I made 20 bucks off this one. And it was just, I got it going. And then yeah. somebody said they're looking for a bike. I'm like, I got this it's got a title. There you go. I don't make money off bikes. I don't care. It's like, whatever. I do it for the love of mopeds, but like, well, and you're helping what? someone out down there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Passing on a gift. Oh, don't worry. It pissed me off what he did to it, but you know, that's his bike. Now he top, he, you know, anyways, uh, I'm, I gotta let it go. Gotta leave a step go. through a step through everybody. Don't weld on frames anymore. There aren't that many. If you're going to weld on a frame, weld on a Tomos. Cause who cares? <laughs> but, um, but like now I got another sorry, Matty, bike. Bo. now i got another stock bike and like they're fun to ride to the coffee shop like three blocks away or whatever but it kills me like i i I go on that charlie buzzard um theory of i just get angry at 30 miles an hour for some reason with bikes it's 
I think it's <laughs> you can hear me stumbling, but uh, man, I do love stock bikes because they just go, and I dream to be okay with a stock bike and ride it across <laughs> the country. But I don't know if that will ever happen. I think it's got to be like an aerosol kit seventy or something. But I think uh, I want to be okay with a stock bike. I'm just not okay. Fun is a joke to me. It's they're like, fun oh, for a block. They are fun yeah, for exactly. a block. Or like, I'm going to ride it for the night and then I don't want it. <laughs> or like, I'll, I'll do one Moped Monday ride on it or something and then it's mm -hmm. coming apart. But <laughs> I think, so there's a huge influx of people here just getting started this summer. A bunch of ladies and it's actually excited, exciting. But, you know, they're going through the first steps everybody goes through. So pipe, kit, carb, blah, 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 learning to take apart an engine. But I think, you know, for a lot of them, it's just, I want to go with traffic. And I know you've talked about that before on the podcast mm -hmm. is we just, it's a safety them, thing. It really is. Yeah. I mean, I want, it'd be rad if we could all have 20 mile an hour bikes, it'd be a lot safer, blah, blah, blah. But know what? Like we're all riding these on city streets. You have to go 40, 45. I'm sorry. I mean, have you seen the size of trucks these days? That's a problem that I, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing that I could complain about. But um, yeah, I think, yeah, that's it. You got to accelerate fast and you got to up to 30 and then cruise up to 45. And 45 is, it is the sweet spot. That's the bike that's going to do thousands of miles. Mm -hmm. It's fun. A fast 45. It doesn't cost that much, you nope. know. Like I Most tell people all the time with it. Hobbits, all you need is a DR Proma 0.3 carbon reads and that shitty little clone carb that Treats puts out. Oh, yeah. Good. You and, just, what is that? You put like an 84 jet or something yep, in there? Yep, 84. Yep. That's, that's that the ticket. Proma DR, don't even, if you want, open up the exhaust on that DR. You don't mm. even have to touch the variator on them. They're pretty no. good as stock. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I think that's it. Like, if people just want to keep up, but then there's there's certain people that have a sickness, and they're like, "Well, I did this. How far can I push it?" And that's where you get these idiots, like me and these other guys. You know, Joe that did seventy eight. Like, you, there's no smart reason to do that besides it's your test bed. You know, yeah. you wanna you wanna run your science project, and that's great because it is an affordable way to do that mm -hmm. and uh yeah. i will say this speaking of fast bikes i find everybody has been talking about jake kane's bike and i'm gonna still put jake on blast a little bit oh yeah i, I finally heard it run yeah. i've never up until this year i've always heard of i've seen toby i've heard of toby yeah i've never seen it run i finally yeah. saw it run this year but I haven't seen it on the street, and I'm going <laughs> to bug Jake Kane to let me ride it eventually. But yeah. Anyways, well, that's my old call-out You might be protective of it, but you got to see him rip it, if nothing else. Exactly. But, but I've, I've seen videos. I know that bike rips. Oh, I, uh, I, dude, I heard it. It's a me. It's a bad mambo-jambo, dude. No worries. <laughs> yeah, the Gila kit's pretty amazing, even to this day. But, um, yeah, I think... And also the beauty of 45 is you can pretty much do it with most all bikes. Mm -hmm. It might be the limit for some, you know, like Gorelli's, you're running into some clutch issues. I'm wondering about the new clutch. I haven't heard, granted, I don't pay attention to the Gorelli scene. I don't. 
Yeah. Um, I'm so into this rabbit hole of hobbits. But like, I really want to hear about that new jammer clutch they have out. Like, what people think of it. What people, uh, you know. Yeah, I know that, that it's not rubber, so it's got to be better. <laughs> yeah, right. I know. Um, they released just a couple. I had heard because they sold out like now. Like, yeah, right. Um, I know that my friends had gotten some. Andy Scouting and Jacket Treats had both ran one, and they were like, "This is it, man. This is the." Co-. It pretty much. What's the problem with Gorellis? There's two Rubber problems. Clutch. The clutch, and if you want to complain about the sprocket being a taper, and sometimes when you take it off, you snap it in half, but that's <laughs> how often you change in the sprocket. It's not too big of a deal, and use a torch. But it's the clutch. The Gorelli is actually a really good engine, very similar to the E50, but with bigger transfers. Mm-hmm. So uh, you fix the clutch, and you've got a competitive single speed on your hands. And so... Jack from Treats, I know he let me ride his SSXL at one point, and it did fifty. It did a fast fifty-three with the old Reed kit out of production, and it had that clutch. And I was like, "Dude, this thing is fast." I was like, "I like Gorellis now." <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't know. Treats released a couple, and I don't know what's going on with that, but I. Bigger, more people want them because there's a lot of Gorelli sitting around in people's garages and they don't know what to do with them. Oh my God. That's what I was thinking when I saw it. I'm like, oh my God, they just made Gorelli's like 10 times more valuable. Like well, they, exactly. went from a, they went from a $100 bike to like a $800 bike because they're top yeah. tanks and they're flat black and they're, I mean, everybody loves flat black. I mean, it's always yeah. going to be cool in my opinion. And um, I, I really do like the SSXLs. I like small bikes, and that's, like, the smallest top tank I've ever ridden. So mm-hmm. it's just fun to throw around. Like, mm-hmm. it's a moped, so you're not, you know, it's, <laughs> throw it around as much as you can. But, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. But, uh, so you will we'll jump, we'll jump back into your timeline a little bit. Sure. You've got that um, Pinto. You, you at school, you got it cantilevered out. You yep. ride it like, what's the? What did you think of it when you got it on the road finally after you did all that work? It, it? was fast. <laughs> For you know, to this day, that's what I had done. I was like, this is a fast bike. I had researched and done some porting. I put a DO read block on it, twenty one BK hundred, whatever. But, um, you know, it, I had it geared to rip right up to 55 and surprisingly enough, I, at the time, you know, I hadn't built mopeds, but I was mm-hmm. like, this is a fat, pretty fast bike. And all my friends were like, this thing's way faster than ours. And then, um, I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. It could go fast. I could handle a faster bike, I think, but you know, even to this day, I ride that bike, and I'm like, this thing is fast. So <laughs> it was, it was great. It's I don't know. That's all I gotta say. The Pelini kit is my favorite poop kit because it's so it revs so ridiculous, and it really takes the right kind of mindset to understand the porting of a Pelini kit and to actually work it. So. Mm-hmm. Always I think we've got a bunch of people in Minnesota paying attention to this right now because 
I think a few people have had some issues with cleaning kits this year, and that's all I'm going to say. They, oh, yeah, they are known to seize. They are tricky kits. Um, but it's all about how you set them up. I know that there was a casting issue for a while Pliny had where if you torqued your intake wrong, it would deform the shape of the cylinder and then your piston was more likely to catch. I think that was it. Don't quote me on that. But there was some real weird tricky stuff. So you had to take precautions when you built the kit, which is this is not stuff that normal people would know or even advanced people would know like because this just shouldn't happen but if you set up a polini kit right it well what are do you know what the precautions you got to take why don't you spill some of the beans so so usually you what i did for mine was i went in and decked the mating surface so that when you torque down the intake onto it you're not pulling it in weird directions um then bolt your intake on, torque it down, and if you can, you know, hone it out, however, uh, ball hone it while it's all torqued down onto a torque plate on, you know, the four studs and the cylinder. And then do your rings, man. Do the rings. Like, you know, I'm guilty. A lot of times I'll never even check ring gap, but I've been better in the last few years. But cleaning no. kit pause for a second i i know yeah. what you're saying about the torque plate are you saying they needed to be um trued up even before a heat cycle because like that's yeah. all that's one thing that i have a hard time explaining to um i'm bad at teaching i'll be the first one in the mid about yeah. that i've been around small engines all my life and i know like in kart racing i'm sure everybody's sick of me talking about well it's no, my it's experience <laughs> like kart racing i had an engine builder for my national motors he would run them 20 hours, it, a five horse Briggs. He'd run them heat cycle. He'd just let them run and run and run and run. Then he'd take, tear them all apart. Mm-hmm. Then he'd take, he'd take a torque plate and then punch it 20 over. Okay. Yeah. Because I mean, now you, now you have your heat cycle in there and the motor has warped and then he that's would. That's the best way to do it. Oh, yeah. Keep going, sorry. No. And then, then he'd line, then he'd center true. I don't know. He had a technical name for it. He would basically true up the crank bearings. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did just, he was insane. I mean, but like he was so advanced for what he was doing. And like, we just, I always had stupid luck at nationals, but I won, dude, I won so many money races with that guy. I mean, it was just, it was great. But, um, but I yeah. mean, he's doing, He's doing the proper things you should do in your engine building, but that's not something that moped people have the time, desire, or money to do. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you can bolt it onto a case and run a home through it, like, it helps. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, if if you heat soak it, that's great, and then really go in, but, um, it's a moped after all, as as bad as that is to say. Dude, yeah. I'll admit I've honed stuff and I never use a torque plate on it for cast iron cylinders. Yeah, and I won't do it for most things, but I just and you can use the case as your torque plate. Um Mm -hmm. just something to keep it torqued down. But um I won't like I don't know. I won't I would never do that with any other cylinder. I just knew that Pelini's had this issue and I took a lot of precaution when I had built the ones I had done. Um, 
And then, you know, I'll usually all heat cycle an engine six times before I actually ride it. But, you know, oh, wow. the double that because what's it matter? You know, just let it sit and idle in your yard for a while. I, I'm usually like once or twice. I mean, but, you know, you have a lot more book knowledge when it comes to. Well, yeah, I mean, I know that. one of my friend, best friends is like he'll just, he'll just stick it on and go. He just bought like the new Doppler water cooled kit for his Moby and he was like yeah that's like, Lee I'm not isn't breaking it? this in that's stupid <laughs> I was like okay that, whatever <laughs> that's Lee isn't it no different guy old Greg um okay. from Detroit yeah Lee won't touch Mobies and I won't either <laughs> well would Lee put on he's in St. Paul isn't he like yeah, yeah. I which is weird because like I I didn't realize he was around as long as he's been at least for mopeds because like I'm still new. I'm still learning everybody, but like I yeah. saw him build, I saw that build. I'm like, where the fuck did this guy come from? Like, yeah, he's, so, been, he's been around since 2010, 2011 or something. But you know, hmm. back then he was doing his own thing. He didn't know anybody like there. The moped scene was not a thing that he knew of or and I wasn't into it. It was just his project, you know? We Dude, he lives stuff. in St. Paul, so it's like you're not in a scene. I mean, yeah, I'm calling you out there, casserolers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> dude, it's it's awesome, though. Hey, I you love got a lot Paul. of good guys over there. You got oh, dude, crazy. I love everybody. Like, I'm just giving them a hard time because they all tell me St. Paul sucks. Um, yeah. <laughs> better roads to ride, but whatever. Shh, don't tell them that. Um, <laughs> so we'll get back a little bit to your you, – you got the – you love the Pliny. You, you you taught you taught a lot of people about some tricks about that case, um, which is going to yeah, help out I a mean, lot of people, I believe. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? No, trust me. I've had like two or three people shown scorched cylinders and scorched pistons this year on brand new kits. Yeah, um, try it out. I can't guarantee it, but you know. And I always, I'm real big about getting my squish perfect. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, adjust your base gasket to get your port timing right, and then adjust your head gasket, and use a little moto seal on your head gasket, because why not seal it up a little extra, and I think that those leaks are what kills a lot of people on these higher revving engines. Cause so you use a moto seal and not like a copper gasket spray on I I don't, like, I'll use the same stuff you put an E50 case together on, and then when you get that metal head gasket, I'll just coat both sides very lightly, give it five minutes to firm up, toss together. Or if I want my squish mark, I sort of throw that metal gasket in the garbage and just put your head straight on your kit. Um, I don't know. I do it and it works, but no, I, I, heard, I know people who do too, man. No yeah. worries. So the most important thing to me is get your port timing right and get your squish right. And then you're going to be ripping. So and what's your, what's squ- what's your squish number? Can I tell that? I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. That's it's on moped army. All you got to do is read, but, uh, between 0.8 and 1.2 millimeters, and I use the solder trick and, you know, check it three, four times. Like, make sure, because when your bearings heat up, your piston goes further out, and you ever hear a little ting, ting, ting? It's, uh, your squish is too tight. And it also makes your bike really hard to start. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I guess I could go 
into like the next bite because then we can get into hobbits if you want yeah, or yeah, dude. <laughs> dude, it's, it's your it's your show it's your time dude sure so i was uh well i was like this thing's pretty great but like i said before i was like well what can we do next like it, give me one second yeah. i'm gonna hit pause because okay. i need to get something to drink podcast land cool oh And I am back, Podcast Land. I had to run upstairs. Um, <laughs> had, to, had to get myself a St. Pauli N.A. because because I had to. So <laughs> <laughs> I just want to tell everybody that during the break, he dropped an ope. No, hold on one second. Hi, this is Jim, and this is Second Chance, a moped podcast. All right, folks, that was a fuck show because you want to know what happens? I can't even pretend to drink alcohol or beer. I went and got a non-alcoholic beer out of my fridge upstairs, and then the whole shit show started. So we're going back to where we were with our very fine guest, Andy. Um, but I get I did get my St. Pauli's NA, so I'm happy now. Um, <laughs> so, so I didn't go anywhere, and I drank a real beer, and I didn't mess anything up. Well, see, I, I can't drink because I fuck shit I know. up. It's good. Uh, it's probably better. <laughs> oh, trust me, everybody's happy. Um, <laughs> but we got we were talking a little bit how the bike before you got here in the well, Yeah, I think we we're moving into the progression of hobbit addiction mm -hmm. maybe and i think i want to back up just a little bit um right, don't worry don't worry it's not that no, it's, um it's but show. so through all of this this experience that i've told so far this had become the solidifying months where or year where mopeds had become the thing for me and it's for a few reasons, and I guess I'll explain. I said earlier I came from car culture and street racing, and car culture is how much money do you have and how big of a cock show is it? And that's, mm -hmm. you know, there's some really cool people doing cool things with rat rods with very little money, and I really love that stuff these days. Mm -hmm. But um, for the most part, you know, street racing is how much money do you have? Yep. And it got old. It's just people telling lies complaining talking shit and mopeds weren't like that and i know you've talked about this but moped people were there's nothing to prove there's nothing mm -hmm. to prove because no matter what you're doing dumb stuff that no <laughs> one cares about and it's just garbage we're just playing with garbage in a yeah. junkyard so um when I had this experience in Milwaukee where I was getting into mopeds, my friends at the time, you know, that I had made friends that were into mopeds. I had a, a couple of friends who had these hobbits that they'd had. And um, another friend with a ZA50 Magnum that was all ratty and lifted. And it was just, it was just us riding in milwaukee we didn't care about the rest of the world we didn't know about the rest of the world we knew about the cranks but it didn't matter we were doing our thing and in our little world and i think that was a very special moment in mopeds for me because i didn't 
go to work and talk to people on my phone and go home and talk to people and work on bikes all day, every day. It was just like 10 people. And that was it. That's all I knew. That's all that mattered. And we would just go ride to parks. We'd go do whatever. And that was probably the most special moment of mopeds in my entire life was those simple experiences. Well, I can't say that. Cannot say that. (laughs) What year for what years are we in right now? This is about 2016. And so, you know, this is definitely after all of these geniuses had had done all this crazy stuff, but I didn't know about any of that stuff. So it was just us learning from nothing. And uh, it was cool. It was just just discovering every day and learning and someone's bike would break and then you'd be like, I've never worked on that type of engine. Just bring it over and bring it into my basement and let's just see what we can figure out and be like, how much money do you have? Well, I have like $150 in my bank account. Okay. Well, let's see what we can do or treats it'll gives, happen. Pre- treats gives you a deal at 150 on shipping. Yeah, so or, to go. Yeah, they did, I know they've gone down since, but like, I know they had tacos when I got started and I missed those, but, uh, but yeah, it, it was pretty special. So I had two friends that were dating at the time and they both had hobbits and, um, you know how hobbits are. You buy one and then you buy another. So my Jesus friend had Christ, bought. Dude, don't even talk to me about it. Yeah, exactly. I... So my friend had bought a second one, and for some reason, his second one, his first one was a yellow '78, and the second one was a red. I don't know. I only I'm a huge '78 fan, so I only like the white tanks. But um, <laughs> it's a weird thing. But anyway, so he bought a second one. And he did the DR Proma, BM20 deal on that, and then. He had this yellow one there, and I was like, well, that thing's pretty cool. Like, what are you doing with that? And he's like, I don't know. I was like, can I buy it from you? Because, like, that's just something new to tinker with. And I grew I'm a Honda fanboy. I grew up that way, so. Now, how come? <laughs> um, Did anything draw you to Honda? I mean, I I'm always sure had you've CRXs heard my... when I was a kid. Okay. So I had a bunch of CRXs and did a ton of Honda swaps and – you know, that's just what we did back then. I don't drive. I still have one, but now I drive a Subaru and a Datsun. So it's like. <laughs> dude, that, um, we'll, we'll get into your little truck, dude. That thing. Uh, yeah. It's. Um, but, but yeah. So, um, yeah, I was like Honda. And I had like a little Honda monkey when I was a kid too. Hmm. But like, so I was like, it's a Honda. It can't be bad. Like it can't be that bad, even if it's a moped. So exactly. I got it. The first thing I noticed was, hey, there's nothing in this engine. It's just a crank. <laughs> and the second thing I noticed is this CVT is a whole new world. And yeah, I know you've yeah, talked dude. about that. Yeah. Um, you can leave it or you can dig in and master it. But um, well, why, why would you just leave it alone? You got to fuck with shit, man. Can't, dude. So immediately the bike came apart. Got about treats at the time. I don't even know what led me to this, but I was like, I'm getting that metric kit. So I saved up and got that. <laughs> and uh, to my day, that's, that's probably my favorite air-cooled kit for slapping on anything. That that aerosol uh, metro repop that was for, it was four flat reads originally, but it could put it on whatever you want. I've seen it on a Marini M1. <laughs> Those aerosols are still, that's, that's going to be my next build. Yeah. 
I'm actually building a bike with one right now because I love it. It's simple, it runs cool, and it rips. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I did that, and then I was like, well, you know, I'd done a lot of reading then, and I was just learning how to CNC machine, and I was like, 77 way back in the day had these like water-cooled heads with a gasket, and I was like, I can make that, but I could put fins on that. And I could run a, I could design my own hybrid head mm -hmm. and I'd never seen that done now. Now that I've looked at vintage racing stuff, other people have done it in the sixties, but mm -hmm. you know, whatever, it's fine. It's um, all been done, but it's all been, but it's all been tweaked. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I wanted to play with water cool. And for some reason I didn't want to get the Melosi kit, I think, cause I knew I was friends with Ryan Crank at the time and he had the Melosi kit. So I was like, well, I don't want to do the same thing as like someone that lives right next to me. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, did, did that. Oh, hello. It's not Ryan Crank. It's Ryan Go. It's Ryan Go. It's no, I'm just fucking... bro, number he's, he's... one or two, whichever. Dude, Nick, they quit. I know they quit. I, Ryan and I talk almost every day. I know. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, vape, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's like Mario and Luigi. Dude, but like that's that's always as soon as you say vape bro now, somebody's it, it doesn't matter if you're in a like crowd of thirty, you'll hear somebody chime in, they quit <laughs> like just I know, randomly. It's, it's it's gonna be like a chime forever now. Man, speaking of which Ryan works his body like a dog, dude. Oh, dude. That guy he puts in a lot of work for the community. So anybody that, you know, if you don't know him, if you do know him, just, just appreciate him. Cause that guy does not stop. <laughs> he is so fucking nice too. That's what I'll say. Oh, yeah. My experience with Ryan, like so nice. Like, and don't text him at like nine o'clock at night. Ask don't him text questions. Anybody. Don't text me at, and don't no, because this friend. is what happens. He'll answer you. <laughs> then you go back and forth. Then the next thing you know, you're ordering a goddamn crank pipe. <laughs> hey, that's fine. But he's like 20, 30 orders back. So getting low. Yeah. But well, uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so I had, um, I had built this thing. And, you know, I did the Metra TJT, my water-cooled head, because I wanted to play around with that. And, um. When the bike was done, it was, I mean, I've hit 66 on that bike. Mm -hmm. Like, it's its fast for what it is. And um, that, making that head got Treat's attention at that point in time. Mm -hmm. Dana from Treat's was, saw me on Instagram, and he's like, can I swear? Oh, yeah, I already yeah dude, fuck it. I swear all the he's time. Like, I, don't, okay, I, don't, cool. I don't go on YouTube, so like. Okay, cool. He, Dana was like dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like, you're not supposed to be doing that. Like, why did you make this? Why did you CNC machine ahead? And I was like, I don't know. I just wanted to go fast. And I wanted to advance my ignition a bunch. And I didn't want to buy one from 77 because wouldn't show up. I had a tire <laughs> issue once. Or my ex had a tire issue once. And they never showed up. But anyway, um, and that started a, a big relationship with treats that is probably the most prominent thing in my entire life. And like, it's, it's what drives me every day. But, um, either way, like I built this Hobbit and I was like, this is the bike because, you know, I know Alex grow at the time had gotten a Derby SLEX 
And, you know, that's the variant to get. And I'm shaking my head. I'm shaking my head. We never had derbies here. And derbies, I now own a Laguna and I rebuilt the engine. And I'll tell you what, I don't want to build another Pissenport or Pyramid Reed because you take that engine apart and there's so much crap jammed in there. Now, I know I'm going to get some crap for saying that, whatever, because you can do it's whatever it's what are they fine do? you can Come have to your Detroit? chain drive. fuck them <laughs> right i mean you can have your chain drive but the thing about hobbits which really solidified it for me was anyone can own a hobbit mm-hmm. like and you can take it as little or as far as you want and um like my current hobbit's doing 70 right now i'm shooting Jesus. for 75 and that's on a stock frame, no, no stretch, whatever. I know some people have gone faster, but uh, you got some special it. shit on that, though, homie. We won't talk about. Oh like... uh, yeah, but also like, it just takes time. You just gotta mm-hmm. tune it and think, and it's, a lot it's of... all in that variator. Like, and it really I is. Was, like, <clears throat> I'm telling anybody can go 55, not ported, like with oh, a with a, a decent pipe, with a with a Hobbit. Like you can yeah. go fifty five, not ported. It's not yeah, and that that's, hard. That's ridiculous because a moped already shouldn't go fifty five. Like, mm-hmm. you know, fifty is a good top. But like, if like I said earlier, if you're sick, then you just go as far as you want. It's it becomes a challenge, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, but yeah, that's what really drew me into hobbits, and it is my favorite bike. Like, I own some pretty cool bikes now. Yeah, but, you do. Like, um hobbits are are it's still my favorite because like everyone can relate and you can get parts and you can thrash them and they just take a beating and just Mm -hmm. keep going and all you have to do is take that headlight and rip all that wiring out and throw it in the garbage and then wire it yourself and then get rid of your starter clutches (laughs) two things about that a i'm gonna have to harass you for a wiring map because i am an idiot when it comes to wiring okay i still like starter shoes you all can piss off i know that's fine they they are good for they work every time blah 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 no not every time not every time i've had them fucking fail me but i still like them do you run a decomp fuck no okay good (laughs) because Decom's just asking for trouble on any yep. bike. Regardless of what anybody says, I lap them in, they leak. You know, I anytime, just, anytime you can see oil going through that channel, it's leaking. Yeah, exactly. I just, I don't get the point. I mean, I get the point to make it easy to start, but once you're actually making power, it's just a problem zone. And you get one little leak there, and you're going to blow your whole motor. So just get rid of it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. That was that was it. I got that Hobbit, and it did like sixty, sixty-five. And I was just graduating college, and I was like, "This is this is nuts now," because that became the point where I became scared on a moped. And now, I was are you like, running? Not to interrupt you. Are you oh, running no, factory brakes at this point, or do you can? Oh yeah, drum all around. Fucking man. a, dude! You can't like. I, <laughs> Somebody said that to me, and now I've got that. Somebody said, after 50, you shouldn't run drums. You shouldn't. Drums. Don't do what I do. Yeah, do- I'm running drums still, and I'm doing 55, but I'm gonna, I've am gonna. i got a bike I want to put together. I want to do 60, and it's got it's got to be rotor. 
It's got to. Yeah, yeah. I'm doing discs on most everything these days, but like a drum setup right can break very well. Now don't I don't want anyone to go get hurt over that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but like, you know, you can set up a drum to lock your front or rear brake if you mm -hmm. do it right. And you know, they will heat, so they're just not as good. But yeah. if you are careful, I don't know, whatever. You gotta, it's like anything else with mopeds. You gotta dial it in. It's not fucking slap on and go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, and it's like also a risk assessment. You know, it's your bike. You built it. It's you. Like, you know you're going to go 60 on bad brakes. Now, are you going to prepare yourself on a big straightaway? Are you going to do it in the middle of downtown? You know, this is, that's up to the individual and the choices they make. Which, mm -hmm. But of uh, course, everybody's doing it like near a park somewhere, it seems like. But yeah, where like a dog's going to run out. Yeah. Be just great. But yeah. Um, yeah, you know, now that bike's front and rear disc. So it's, you know, no more of that. But um, <laughs> yeah, that was where, like I said, I had owned a 600 sport bike. I had built a bunch of ruckuses and that did, I had my personal ruckus did 65 back in the day, but it was, that was the point where a moped was like, okay, this is scary now. And this is a blast. Like I, this is a rush and this is more fun than riding a real bike. Like mm -hmm. I can get on a sport bike and I did like a few weeks ago. And I rode it and I got back on my moped. I was like, yeah, it went fast, but it wasn't that fun. Like it's either not fun or you're going 130 down the freeway and then you're putting yourself in that situation. Goes so, back to that line, dude. It's more yeah, fun exactly. to ride a slow bike fast. Always yeah, exa it's exactly what it is. Everyone says it and it's so true, but it's like pushing a slow bike is a rush man mm -hmm. it's a rush um and you know this is the same thing anyone says but um yeah so that became the thing where i was like okay i just want to see how far i can take this hobbit now and so that went off the chain and then i was like well now i have this insane pinto my daily pinto does 65 i've got this hobbit that does 65 i was like now i need to get more bikes because i need something more tame and then dude i can't even remember what i bought after that but you got a mo <laughs> don't you have a moto compo yeah so i have a sprint you got the raddest little dorky thing ever dude i love it like the, the moto compo is something you know i was an anime nerd when i was a kid and there was this show you're under arrest and it was about like the japanese police force and they had a moto compo in it i don't know if oh, you're familiar right. with it no see <laughs> I want to like anime. I just don't like my. Oh, it's fine. I don't really like it, it anymore either. Like I can't. I don't have the patience to sit down and read subtitles. Like, well, funny you say that. My you hear about me talk about my ex-wife on the show every once in a while. Like, yeah, her and I get along, folks. She is a genius, and I don't yeah. say that lightly. When she was twelve years old, she got sick of reading anime titles, so <laughs> she taught herself Japanese. That's crazy. Yeah, dude, like this girl, this girl would sit down for graduate school. Yeah. No, nothing written down. She would write a 15 page paper in about four hours. Man, that's crazy. Like, she, not... yeah. So, 
language there you go, and Sean, reading I threw you under the bus stuff. again. <laughs> I'm all right, but I'm not great with that stuff. Oh, but, dude. Yeah, so that was, you know, I was a Honda kid, and I saw that little thing, and I was like, that thing is so cool. And I didn't know anything. I was like, it's probably one of those shifter four-strokes, because that's what every Honda had back in the day. Yep. Um, years went by, never thought I'd own one. And then one day, a deal came up on one for three grand straight from Japan, and I was like, hmm. this was now, like, in my working career, so... It's still a lot of money, but I was like, you know what? They're not getting cheaper. Screw it. I'm doing it. Exactly. Bought it. Got it shipped. And it's been, it's been a cool project. I just ran, I just kit slapped it and ran it for a while. And then it became, it started uh, leaking out of the case. And then I was like, you know what? I'm going to build. So motocompos are just an express one engine. It's just a single speed. That's what but I thought so, but it just, it's exactly, it's got different stamping on it. It says like AB 12 versus NC 50 or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. But, um, the thing that I had always a really cool bike that I think looks really dumb. Sorry. Is the express SR. Because Dude, it, I, I'm expresses are fucking growing on me for some reason. Like they're just, I so like the ugly. regular ones cause they're so tiny, mm-hmm. but the SR was like half, it was like Honda's way to make it into the scooter market. <laughs> there was pretty much an Urban Express engine that was shorter on it, but it was dual variated with rear clutch. Hmm. And I was like, and they only made them for like two years. So they're really hard to find. And I was like, that's the engine I got to put on my Moto Compo because that's the engine that's going to make this thing flip over. <laughs> um, so I sourced one out from a guy turbo but i they come with the oil injection and that's just who runs oil injection and once you put a bigger carb on no way and everyone puts plugs in but then that raises your case volume and then you lose performance and it's just it's not good so i did an half express sr case half half hobbit case half threw a crank in it and did some I'm going to call it some J-Bot porting to a Parma kit. <laughs> I think if you ever have J-Bot on here, he, he, maybe he'll laugh about that. But, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty ridiculous. It's essentially like a Pook Euro kit with the stack transfers, but then also a metric kit with three exhaust ports. And it looks like Swiss cheese. It looks like the old Altiza kit for Pooks. From back okay. in the day or a, um so i just went ham on it and i'm still working on this bike so i have not started it yet but it's gonna be running what i have to know how does it ride how do moto compos ride like they're so fucking interesting to me. i want to get on so one. squirrely so i was doing 38 on it before and it was hitting an ignition limiter where it just cuts out on the stock condition. Now I'm going to run an HPI internal rotor, but um, 38 feels like 60 on a Hobbit. I was going to say, those things just seem like you're fucking riding a board. They're eight inch wheels. They're two and a half inch wide tires. It's, if you ever visit the cranks, like mini mopeds are the next level of danger. (laughs) They are not safe. And like a big pothole is scary, but it's a, I like dangerous stuff because it's fun and it's scary. So, like, 
you know, I this engine I'm building, I think is gonna be too insane. And it, it, I don't know. We'll just see what happens. Whatever. If I can do it, I can do it. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah, it'll be fun when it's done. I'm working on it. <laughs> that's rad. Um, let me ask you, what's your dump? What's your favorite thing you've done in mopeds? Favorite thing I've done in mopeds. Oh like man! You just have one memory. Like fuck, that was cool. Oh, there's so many. I mean, I I could tell you a story that someone already told you on this podcast about a San Francisco creatures rally and going across the bridge and into the hill. But okay. It, it's going to be the same story. So I might, I'll, I'll give you a second one, but, um, Ryan Montana is an awesome guy, by the way. I know everyone says it, but it's true. He's one of the nicest, most generous guys ever from the creatures. And he is resistant to move out of the Bay. He will stay there till he dies, no matter what. (laughs) Um, but I think a good runner up was going to moped GP and I didn't really know anybody. And, you know, I was friends with the treats people, but I was just becoming friends. And they were like, we don't want to, we don't feel like racing. Do you want to race our bike? And I was like, um, what? <laughs> and I was like, and they're like, yeah, it's this chow that we built up a stock class chow, but it was like a chow that does 45 on a stock cylinder and mm-hmm. can do burnouts. um and so i raced that and you know i took fourth out of 16 and it was it was pretty fun but like just to go on the track and just push a moped to the absolute limit and you're in leathers Mm -hmm. i'm really thankful for that that was one of the coolest experiences ever and just to like I'm just some Midwest kid, dude. I grew up in the country and to like get on a plane and go to California and then get on a racetrack on a chow. Just like, that's crazy. So now of course I have a chow. (laughs) Um, get it's If anybody can get away with it, I'll recommend like fly to a rally, fly to a rally and show up for a loner. It's something special about it. Cause like, when we go to rallies, there's like no fucks given. Like people are there to have fun, let loose, whatever. You really want to let go and have fun? Just jump on a plane, jump on some stranger's bike, have fun like that. Oh yeah, and I've like, heard this. To add to that, I've heard this from Jason Thompson long ago. Was don't stress at the rally if your bike's not there. Like work really hard up to the rally, and then when that weekend hits. Whatever happens, happens. Enjoy mm-hmm. it because those are the memories, man. Those are, yeah. you know, that's the. There big... are no bad times at a rally. Like, that's yeah, and if experience. your bike's not done, then go party or ride and chase yeah. or whatever, or get a yeah. loaner, ride your slow bike. It doesn't matter. Like, mm-hmm. don't stress on your project that you didn't get ready. And, like, if your bike breaks down, it doesn't matter. You got all year. Yeah, dude, <laughs> the, chase, the chase is so much fun as well. Um, <laughs> What's I want to save that question. I, I, I want to get to some <laughs> questions. I got to save that one to the end. Um, okay. Not flying. I think you already answered it. I was going to ask you what's the farthest you ever been to California, man. Yeah, I think um, I haven't been to a ton of rallies. I'm just 
how come is it just not your scene or is it just work or it's, just yeah i i like going to the ones in the immediate vicinity like within an hour or so and then i'll do the californian ones because they're my friends but like man i i'm just like a little nerd in a science lab like my real kicks are like nerding out on my thing doing it like at my house figuring shit out building bikes but then like you know i do go out to these rallies and then i always regret like why don't i go to more of these why don't i do this so it's it's something i'm working on but like it's that engineer brain you just want to like go home and invent stuff that no one's ever done before so that's mm-hmm. like that's the real passion but, uh, well, you got, you got all this time to sit there and tinker because next year is going to be the year of the rally, dude. I guess. Yeah, exactly. So I'm building this. I like, I just had this, I, sorry to like bike drop or whatever, but oh, I dude, just I had this, mag, I had a Magnum LTD that I built up that was real nice. And I was like, this bike is too nice. Like I'm always afraid of breaking the plastics, always afraid of where I keep it and stuff. And I just sold it because I was like, I got too many nice bikes and I don't have a nasty fast bike that I can just throw in a trailer. So my current project is original paint 78 Hobbit with a metric kit. It's going to be fast, but it's also like, it's going to be dirty. Dude, and that's so all I ride is dirty hobbits. That's like, gonna I be want my... a nice Hobbit, but like, ah, dude, I just want to fucking ride. I can't sit in the, sh- like, I know smart people like you that like to make things nice and pristine and but then always like their stuff. Down. It does suck because it's like you can only use it certain amount of ways and then your other friends are having fun doing their whatever and then you're like, what if, what if my plastic breaks? And it's like, that's stupid. This isn't what mopeds should be. So like, you know, you, you, you should have some nice bikes. You should have some nasty gross spikes that are super fast all i got is nasty and gross good that's good <laughs> you're having more fun than me maybe <laughs> uh, your shit doesn't break like me um, uh, everybody's shit breaks but it's just the precautions you take it's yeah. a moped <laughs> um, so you're in the city of it and I'll, I'll ask you about it like i remember when i first started getting into the scene i saw a rally that i wanted to hit this year so bad you probably yeah. won't get murdered have you been to this rally in Detroit? <laughs> yeah, a couple times. It, it is, you know what? It's still my favorite name of a current rally. It is. It's pretty funny, and it's a good, it, it's a good jingle for Detroit or whatever. But mm-hmm. you know, I think I, everybody thinks Detroit's way worse than it actually is, or maybe it was worse back in the day. I don't know. Whatever. But it's still fun. It's um, all blown out of proportion. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, no, I'm really good friends with all the MCR people, all the no-nos, because they're from Ipsy, 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's a it was a Shout fun rally, me. and it's actually like when I graduated to college, graduated college, I looked for jobs in Detroit and applied in Detroit because MCR was such an inspiration at that time because they had the old nasty yacht club, their clubhouse that was. You know, I, do you know about this or? No, no. Oh, I guess I'll explain it to the world. This was the owner of Detroit Moped Works, Alex Samuel, had this spare house. And this is, you know, a two stories with a basement. And it was awesome. It was 
a place where anyone could go all the time and you walk in the door of the shitty old stripped out house that just has workbenches everywhere and there's 50 to 100 bikes packed in beer and weed everywhere and there's just people all the time wrenching working it was just an always community bar and video games upstairs and they'd have game nights and it was like the coolest thing it was like really what i was like this is mopeds is everyone shows up multiple times a week and then the rallies are insane you know Mm -hmm. so um that was awesome that kind of kept mcr strong for a long time and then they decided i think i have this right i don't pay attention to the news because whatever i don't care but i think that detroit was gonna like redo the bridge to canada because we live five miles from canada and then they started beaten down on um properties in the vicinity and they first you know the old nasty has this huge mural of all this moped stuff and a big treats face on the side of the building and everything and um they were like oh you got to clean up the outside and take that graffiti off and then they had to apply for it to be a mural they had to like clean all the grass and everything and so they spent six months and a bunch of money to do that. I probably have my timing wrong, but who cares? And then um, after that, they're like, okay, you're good. And then they're like, actually, we're going to take a look inside. Oh. And then they go inside and that's it. Condemn. Which that really, really hurt the Detroit scene and you know detroit didn't have a home anymore so fuck the police um (laughs) no like detroit fuck you that's what we we weren't hurting anybody like there was it was just people it was on a busy street with no surrounding buildings so the noise wasn't a problem there was like a truck yard next to it and a gas station and a freeway you know yeah it it's like yeah, it it wasn't hurting anybody, and it's just like I don't know. I can I can just see nobody in podcast like I can see that still bugs you, and that yeah, sucks. it does. I think it bugs a lot of people because we had at that point in time there was some pretty strong woman figures in the scene doing really cool fundraisers and stuff, mm-hmm. and MCR was trying to do this stuff and um, always just trying to make things fair invite everybody that wants to come in and you know we always had sick rides and then they shut down that building and everyone was lost yeah like and a lot of people were like okay well we're growing up anyway i guess i'll get a house or you know they were gonna do it anyway but i think it those bikes that sat in their garage just they're like i'll just sell them it doesn't matter anymore yeah um but Luckily, just this year, they got a new building, so it's in process mm-hmm. now. But that was that was a, a big part of me to move to Detroit was the power. Like, Detroit was a huge hub for mopeds. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool, and I'm still friends with all those people, you know? Like, see them all the time. Stopped over at a friend's house today, bought a gas tank from them. Nice. So, um, but, and because um, of people like you... And we're not gonna get anything. We're we won't say anything more. But like, I I had um, 
somebody who gave me my first like hobbit ride like i had mine but he let me jump on his yeah me and him me and him banter back and forth dude and i love you shane i know you never listen to my podcast but whatever well i've um, listened to them all now i call all no, this the shane john the shane from uh he actually lives in wisconsin but he's, oh, shane uh, Johnson. yeah yeah i know you him. know he he's showed me a quote the height of mopeds from 2012 to 2018 they'll never reach these peaks again oh you know yeah what? i know it i'm calling bullshit on that i think coming <laughs> out in 2021 yeah. with the parts that are in development right now with people being separated from each other i think you're gonna see a resurgence in mopeds i really hope so they're getting will, harder to, or keep going sorry i don't mean no to you will because of podcasts like moped monday um because we're separated from everybody for so long um people are itching dude and people there's so many scenes happening again um you go to places like richmond you go to places like minneapolis you go down to new orleans like dude tampa i mean things are happening and i am a positive person and i believe with the parts that are coming out there's going to be a resurgence of mopeds and it's going to be fucking rad. I mean, things are good right now. And I keep thinking, you know, this whole deal has made raised the price on anything with wheels. Mm-hmm. But, um, I keep thinking mopeds are getting too rare and too expensive, but you know, they're not. And I've seen heard and seen of just, 10 new ladies even 10 new ladies which is awesome it's always good to have that diversity but just like popping up this year and they're not like i get a bike and i'm done because you know there's those kind of moped people where they'll mm-hmm. buy a bike it'll break they're fed up they're like wrenching all the time getting kissed blah 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 and mm-hmm. it's like this is this was me five years ago and it was other people 10 years ago or you know so it's like I'm now seeing this new wave and I'm kind of sitting back and supporting that group. And it's really cool. Cause it keeps me happy. Cause I'm like, ah, it's over. Once I'm done, it's done. But I, I mean, I'll never be done, but like, I, I agree with you, man. And everyone's itching. You got everybody. You got two years. You got, you had t- since last summer. So you better have some shit running by next summer. Yeah, I'm just yeah. saying, well, be ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but it's awesome for yeah, sure, dude. I'm, and I got to talk to you about your water cooled heads. Cause I'm going to say right now, I'm going to be doing, I got a team to uh, help me out. I'm going to be doing the Baker's dozen next year. So, Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, char- shout out Charlie buzzard and all the buzzards said I could, uh, use them as support. So they're going to help thank- you out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got to stay with Charlie and Becca over the fourth, um, during my little excursion. God, they're <laughs> such fucking rad people. And I miss little Charlie, the dog. That thing is so <laughs> fucking awesome, dude. Um, that's so sweet. Yeah. 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 That's so, a big excursion. But oh, dude, I fucking love, I love mopeds. I love people. Like I jokingly always say I hate people, but like I hate people because we have to leave each other. I love people. I love mopeds. Um, yeah. it's, the stupidest little machines and that's that's what i dig about them i get and i get to meet people like you man i mean it's cool there's nothing to prove in mopeds and that's what when people come into mopeds they come in with that good mindset and that's that there's nothing to prove we're just here to have fun and you know 
we're just living in the moment because like everyone's just gonna die so you might as well just have fun with the stuff around so like you know i think everyone kind of comes in with that like i just want to this thing is cool and it the community is amazing so i can't i can't thank everybody enough for it and it's it's gonna keep being awesome yeah so. dude um yep. I just want to say we're kind of closing the show up here. Um, fuck your car, ride a moped.